that J that game. Did we forget how to podcast? I think we forgot how to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I am Josh Folan. I'm Jay Baxter. And we're going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it. Again, maybe. We will gouge out your eyes and skullfuck you, Private, because we are talking about our plays of Data East's arcade shmup port heavy barrel for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Emulation disclosure. I got back to some emulation action, hitting this puppy up on Nestopia on my PC with my trusty NES Advantage piped in via USB adapter. Actually, not all the time. I use my standard controller some of the time, too. Nice. Jay, Jay how did you play? I actually ended up using this through OpenEMU on my on my desktop Mac. Uh, it was actually easier that way. Oh, going back to old. Allowed, yeah, it allowed me to jump in and switch it up and use the uh, good old Game Genie cheat code quite easily. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't get I, I beat it. I beat it legit. I mean, safe's coming, but well, I did it both both ways. <laughs> uh, OK, we have a new review, which is pretty fun. So oh. I'll read that as as we, as we're supposed to do, as we as we uh, assure listeners that we'll do. This is from Dead Eye five, four, one, two, three on Apple Podcasts, And this is actually I know for a fact it's from the uh, the idiot savant guys. The, the golden axe to this guy. He loves golden axe. <laughs> So, so our loves are golden next episode, I should say. The, this podcast is one of the best indie podcasts I've listened to in a long time. They do in-depth de- breakdowns of retro games by informing their audience about what the game is, where you can play it, and most importantly, whether or not you should play it. Jay and Josh are incredibly entertaining, and their episode about Golden Axe is one of the best episodes so far. Ryan Wolf, the idiot savants. So yeah, Ryan, thank you for uh, hooking us up with that uh, little bit of uh, uh, fellow podcaster love there. You can also be part of the ISOH movement. Give us validation on your podcast platform of choice in the form of a rating or review, and we'll read it on the pod also. What are we jamming on now, Jay? What are you jamming on now? Not Heavy Barrel this morning, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Not jammed on that. (laughs) Um, I finished Super Mario 3D World, so excited about that. Uh, Really fun final Bowser level, like you're scaling buildings, smashing Bowser. As he's huge, like it's it's really fun, you know, a difficult kind of challenge, but good to get that game done. And then also finished Outriders. I fired up my switched randomly the other day to there was something I wanted to do in Animal. Oh, I wanted to check on the new bugs in Animal Crossing, and like the whole time I was doing it, it was like fucking I don't know, learning how to walk again. <laughs> so tough, so tough. Yeah, so I, that's one reason I'm glad to be done with it. So I was like, all right, the switch, I put it off to the side. Like, this is, <laughs> I have no reason to pick it up right now. But yeah, and then I finished Outriders. So I've just been working through the in-game stuff with that, trying to find all the gold gear because there's like a final in-game stage where you have to progress through these expeditions. So I'm grinding to try to get the gold gear to get through that, um, which is which has been tough, but also fun you know like because you got to find people to do it with and it's not always reliable so like the other day i found me, a dude me for like me, me for example <laughs> no, I, I, I haven't played it since i haven't played the game since. well it's funny because there's still several people that i played with for my old eso guilds that play it so i like jump into games with them when i can which is fun 
Um, but then like jumping in with actual people randomly is always like a crapshoot. Sometimes it just doesn't work out and you fail. And then like other times, like I found a few paying attention. That's why I like playing online, dude. You can so oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. But then there's sometimes where I feel like I'm getting carried and somebody's clearly got like a full <laughs> in-game build already. And then like, <laughs> and I'm just like, because it shows you damage counters at the end of the at the end of the match, and you're like this person did 150 million damage. I did 23 million. Like, what? Well, thank you for helping me through this, I guess. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, playing that. And then, oh, man. So, I got to say, have you seen the new Mortal Kombat movie? I'm guessing you have not. <laughs> right? Come on. Come on. <laughs> so, I watched the movie. Yeah, thoughts about the movie aside. It reminded me that I beat Mortal Kombat 11 when it first came out. And then I, I haven't seen it played a, the it's on Game Pass now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing the thing there, and like only because it's uber free to do it, I have considered downloading it. But it's a super, it's a <laughs> super <laughs> game. Subnautica won't happen. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Everything is backseat Subnautica, but no, like Mortal Kombat 11 actually is a really fun game. Like long before this, like after I'd beat the game. Because there's such a strong customization point now where you can customize your looks, your actual build, like for competitive fighting online, like it's really, or just casual, like fighting online and stuff, it's really actually a lot of fun. So when the movie came out, it actually reminded me that I, of how fun that game was. You know, I just kind of lost it in all the other new games that were coming out. And so Jesse actually texted me because he watched the movie and bought the game and realized because he hadn't played it how fun it was and so you know it just kind of brought me back into the game and then so i bought some of the character packs because you can get spawn like the character from the comics fucking loser (laughs) the funny thing is though because i used to love these games uh back in the day because i i I think i played it up until like mortal kombat 6 and then like didn't play another one until uh 10 came out and i played 10 and 11 like if you think about the lore, I first thought about all these characters being added, like the Joker, Terminator, as being like super corny. But then I thought about the lore, like, well, I guess when you think about people being like champions of Earth or whatever, it would make sense that like you'd have some comic book characters or whatever in there. So when you brought in like somebody like Spawn from Image Comics, which was a super cool character and also like, like very that was such, that was such a good MTV series. What the hell was that part of? What was that called? That was a really cool, uh, like that. It was like a, you know, it was like one of those not vignette, but like, like Spawn was on Friday, and like they had, you know, they had like a bunch of different mm-hmm. weird cartoons, and Spawn just happened to be one of them that they would play. It was like Oddities or something. It was like MTV Oddities or some shit. Remember? Remember it was like oh. an eye. Remember like the logo was like a weird looking eye or something. Yeah. Yeah, and like I, this is back when I didn't have cable yet, so like that was one of those things that was like on other people's TVs, and I was just like, oh god, I fucking want that. <laughs> <laughs> so trying good. to, yeah, around the Beavis butthead era, Beavis and butthead era. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, but that's pretty much it, man. So I've been doing that a little bit, but other than that, that's it's been a month, man. You must have been busy. I, was, I expected this to be a laundry list over the last month. No. I guess. Outriders, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really been just like the pickup and kind of grinding thing, but I really have not had the time to play much. I cannot wait until the next couple weeks. I definitely need to catch up on some stuff that I've been wanting to play. So, 
What about you, man? Yeah, tell me. <laughs> Clearly, I think the old one's still on Game Pass. You could, you could, you don't even have to. Make the, old, the old one's there. I just haven't touched it because I'm like, no, because it will just suck me in. That's a whole another thing, and it absolutely will. It's so good. We'll get to that though. So yeah, it's been a month since we recorded last, so I got a fucking ton of shit actually. Uh, before the move um, and the hard drive crash and fucking everything, I, I was. I was I was jamming pretty hard there. So the, the one of the big things why I did that Guardian Legend uh, Kill Quest is what I branded it. The, so yeah, man, that that is a hell of a game, dude. It's it's you know like I just can't believe that it completely flew under my radar when I was younger, dude. It's like there it was so good and and like it's got a little bit of you know first of all it's the kind of thing like if you don't rent it with intention of like really diving in it's the kind of thing if you do pick it up at someone else's house it drops you in i mean it does have the it, it, it's very smart choice development wise to have it open with the flying shmup aspect of the game because it has you know you have the flying shmup aspect of it and then you have the top down kind of zelda-esque um adventure game i guess Mm-hmm. So it's very smart they start with the, the shmup because that's like that easily ropes you in and that's it's very well done. Like I said, I mean I think it's the best flying shmup on the system, uh, hands down. Like better than Life Force, whatever. And that's only half the game. And we talk so much about how when games try to diversify like that and 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 it just doesn't work out. It never works out. You just have two shitty yeah. games or however many shitty games in in one cart. And no, like the you know so so it, it, but even with that, it's still like. If you just pick this up at another kid's house, you would probably get through that flying shmup thing, get dropped into the adventure aspect of it and be like, I fucking, this is not for, I, I can't do this over here. Now I got like, this is something I need to do alone at home in my room without, you know, a group setting. So like, yeah, if, if you don't like, and I'm not, I was never into sci-fi stuff. So that probably just, you know, kept me from really trying it. So, um, but in hindsight, having played it so fucking good, and, I, and I'm I'm sad, I guess, that I don't have any nostalgia for it because it is a really, really, really good game. And and the way I did it too, the way I played it, you know, I just said how it's the kind of thing you do at home alone. But like the way I played it was, you know, I streamed all of that. So like you know, people would come in, and it's so I would be stuck or I'd be having trouble because you know the the boss. Uh, the the range of boss mechanics and stuff so well done, so fucking good, and so different, and you know, but in that really good design way where you can learn and you feel when you're making progress on a boss and you you get feedback so you understand that like okay like that thing worked I got to do more of that and maybe tweak this you know as opposed to a lot of times you fight a boss the heavy barrel bosses I'm fighting the then boss in heavy barrel and I was just like I have no idea if I'm what's i have no idea <laughs> if i'm if i'm killing it if it was i have no idea what's happening here you know so like so really good you know learning curve to playing the game and then playing it via stream not having done one like that you know like i streamed tyson and stuff like that but doing it where like a really long-term thing where like day after day i'm dropping in and like people are coming back uh like patrick hood was was, was one of our listeners listeners who popped into stream uh, a bunch of stuff a bunch of times and like oh, like like even immediately solved the problem like there was something I couldn't get into. There was there was like the 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 doorway to something I couldn't get it open. And I like I wandered around this thing for a while and this Patrick drops in and like you know it tells you when someone comes in. So like the second he dropped in, he saw what was happening. He was like, "Oh, you got to go into that shop and back out four times in a row." Uh, like arbitrarily. Like there's no you know, there's no 
specific clue about that. And it's just arbitrarily walking into this room and back out four times. And like, that's actually as much as I just said, this game was incredible. That sounds like a suck thing, but there wasn't a lot. Of right. That. I'm like, that yeah, sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, was, yeah it, was, it was a rare occasion that that was the case, but yeah, like, and literally I, you know, I was stuck and like, if he hadn't just dropped in, saw that and was like, Oh, you had to do that real quick. Like, and that immediately worked and I was on my way, you know, and then I think he left right after that. <laughs> just like the most opportune timing ever. Uh, yeah, so it's just, you know, the, I mean, there, is, there was a clue in the very beginning of the area, something about, like, talking to a round one, but I didn't even know round one was the shopkeeper. I just didn't, I didn't put those things together. Uh, but I, I never would have figured it out on intuition alone. And I, like, well, I would have gotten pissed, cussed a lot, and turned it off. And, like, but because I was playing, you know, basically, like, kids sitting over at each other's house and fucking, like, a patch. Oh, man, I know how to do with that. And, like, you know, I know how to deal with that. Like, here, here's, here's, here's the answer. Uh, so, yeah, fist bump. Uh, Patrick Hood for that but anyways yeah so the, the difficulty and like success reward balance in the game it's just it's one of the fucking best I've ever experienced like I'd like I would get pissed off in the boss battles and then like I said learn like a nuanced pattern thing or a new way to approach it or there's so many the the weaponry there's so many different weapons and shit, and they're all like they're none of them are throwaway. They all have a cool implementation mm. and benefit and situational purpose that you know trying them all and then trying them all as they relate to an individual boss is a you know it's a big trial and error thing. And like yeah, I would get pissed off and then like find a chink in the armor and be like, oh god, that's it, and it's just. So it was so satisfying, you know. It's just like we've talked about some of those bosses where it was just like you get so pissed off, and it's the right amount of pissed off because when you do <laughs> you do figure it out, that's the satisfying feeling that you're searching for when you're fucking playing an old video game and banging your head against the wall, you know. So, yeah, man, it was just off the charts game design in so many fucking ways. I finished it up in seven seven play sessions, maybe like ten hours total, you know. So, yeah. So are you are you telling me that you believe all those? Mullet counselors who would put Guardian Legend, yeah, one hundred percent, as like one of. Yep, they're all right. So they're right about their mullets, and they're right about Guardian Legend. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I did that. Thankfully, got that done before the move, or I ne- probably never would have finished it. But or at least I, w- I would still be unfinished. But in any event, I was waiting for that Subnautica drop on the fourteenth of Below Zero, and I was. Oh, wait you know, a minute! Wait a minute! Is this a DLC? Is it like Subnautica three? Like what is it? Whole new game. I'm not even there yet, though. Not even there yet. So I was waiting for that, and I started playing Outer Wilds because I'd heard a lot about that, and I heard uh, it was kind of, kind of like scientific, you know, non-combative kind of discovery adventure game with, uh, you know, some, you know, like it's an alien world, and like that's the, that's one of the cool things about Subnautica. Like, yes, it's underwater, and that's super fucking cool. But what's really cool about Subnautica is how you just don't know anything about your environment and 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 just the the physics of interacting with things and like learning whether or not something is a threat or it's not and finding out where things could be again just because you just don't understand the biology of this planet you know that's is a really cool aspect of, of subnautica and outer wilds ended up i would say it's probably the closest to subnautica that i found in, in that regard like it's it's set in space has the same qualities though so you have like a you know, anti-hostile exploration thing going on. You know, there's a focus about learning on the environment and, and, and trying to advance the story through learning. There's the, so you, you, you're, you're like a, a fledgling or upstart 
space pilot, I guess, for this alien race on this planet in the solar system. And there's something going wrong and, and they're sending you out there to try to like learn about the situation to help fix it, you know? So you're, so you're, 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 the storyline is like, you're not, you don't even really even know how to fly the ship yet that they give you. So that fits into you as the player because you also don't know. So like, it's like a lunar lander style ship, you know? So like the kind of thing where you're, you know, like up, down, I don't even know what, like lunar lander is the only way I can know how to describe it. So it's like, it's, you know, it's just an obtuse way to learn how to fly the control set. You know, it's not like most games as far as the controls go. So that's, it's got a learning curve to that. It's really well done, but it's goofy and, and requires some getting used to, you know? And the writing in it is very Subnautica-like, too. It's, like, thoughtful but quirky with, like, a peppering of dry humor. And there's, like, it's kind of, it's not quite a corporate dystopia in the way that Subnautica is, where you're dealing with humans and, like, commercialization and cap, uh, capitalism and all that uh, on steroids. But it is, like, it is in the sense that there's, like, a bureaucracy above you that you're dealing with. And... Mm-hmm in turn creates a lot of comedy opportunity in the writing, you know, that how, you know, that there's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure how to describe that, but it's, it's smart, witty and funny writing. And it also has this time loop mechanic to it where you either, you essentially can only play a day at a time. And, you know, it's like a day within this solar system too. Obviously that's the, again, it's just so reliant on science and uh, astronomy and stuff. Um, it's cool how like the day night cycles on a certain planet is different than the other, but whatever your, your, your day night cycle, like you, you can do a whole day and you can either die, which happens quite frequently, which sounds like it'll be frustrating, but because of this mechanic, it is not, you either die or the time runs out essentially. And like this, this music cue will start to quietly play and then build when the day is going to loop on you. So, you know, it's going to happen, you know, mm. and then it's, and it's like, uh, I don't think it's too spoiler to say this. It's like there's like some sort of fucking break in the time loop continuum or time space time continuum or something. And like it's like an asteroid shower, like something like rains down and like, you know, engulfs everything. And then you have to essentially start back at the home planet camp you started the game at. And like that's what's cool about it. You, like none of the stuff you moved, no, like none of your physical, like there is no physical progress. You know what I mean? It's all knowledge-based. So, like, you have this computer on your ship that thankfully retains all the knowledge you've accumulated and all the discovery you've done, but mm. it's, it's like you might physically have moved or done. All that's irrelevant. It just loops and starts over, and that hasn't happened yet, you know? So it's like, it's, it, it's weird how, like, that lack of progress is satisfying, and it gives you, it gives it less, your decision-making less weight, and, it, and therefore inclines you to discovery you know like that's one of the things honestly that that maybe in comparison is a is a knock on subnautica it's like and and this is where the 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 survival aspect of it comes in though like they wanted that feeling of fear like but in subnautica you will not try things out of fear of losing your fucking progress your, your, your progress, your space vessel items, things you've accumulated, whatever it might be, it is very, very materialistic in, 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 in your acquisition of resources and stuff, that resource management aspect of the game. So, yeah, you, you, you will decide not to do things or take a chance right now on something. Like, I'll just fucking drop a beacon and come back to this later because I don't want to lose this other thing that I did, you know? So that is, is very different in that regard, but it's satisfying because, like I said, it is the way, the way you progress in the game is all knowledge. So you like, and even that, like, 
I mentioned to you guys in the chat, like the the way they implement your like the progress, this screen of like it's like it looks like a flow chart. There's like little lines going everywhere from every little location, and each little location will have little things, and like the location will say whether or not there's there's you haven't like there's more to, there's more to learn here, you know, like just the way it's done. I don't know if I've ever seen that kind of like progress map implemented in a game. And it, it's, it's, and, for, and that's also part of the thing too. I mentioned you guys, like you, I played it for a couple of times way back when and didn't stick with it because I didn't even understand that screen. You know? And that's the only way, that's the only way to get feedback on whether or not you're making progress. So if you don't understand that, like you're going to play the game and be like, I don't know, what the fuck am I doing here? Like what is even happening here? You know? So like, there's a little bit of a hurdle to get over to understand that. But once you do, I think it's it's fucking a really really good game and really really fun and I, I've made some pretty good headway in it and like it's kind of a bummer that Subnautica happened and I'm like not going to play it for a while because it's the kind of game that putting down and picking back up is probably a little hard but hopefully I will. You said you started fucking it, didn't you? Did you not? I, I downloaded it, but I haven't played it. Like, oh. yeah, I've I've been wanted to play it because it's, it's one of those games that like I had heard about. Yeah, which is like one of the absolute best independent film distributors uh and, and I, they, they do some production too like in-house production too yeah i mean they i mean i can't think offhand but i mean like uh, you know they almost always have an oscar buzz movie i'm pretty sure are, are they the ones that did moonlight i think they might have done moonlight yeah i'm drawing a blank and it's pretty embarrassing given my line of work that i can't remember this but i think they did that the the movie with the the tanya hardy movie i think was theirs mm-hmm. i tanya which was fucking fantastic oh, yeah. So yeah, they do a they do a really good work on the film front. I didn't even know until I saw their logo in this game that they did video games. So it's not surprising to me that it's like a very very smart, very very deep video game because that's the kind of movies they make. So yeah, very cool. So yeah, so that was as I mentioned, all just time filler until Subnautica came out, and Subnautica came out on the fourteenth. And actually, it's funny uh, or no. It came out on the 13th, I think. Or was it the 14th? In any event, it came out on Amy's birthday. So I had to... I had to... And her birthday is the 13th. I know that. They, <laughs> <laughs> the, so the... Like, I didn't... I, it, it wasn't out until 9 p.m. that night. So I didn't even get it that night. And I downloaded it uh so i guess two nights ago now and immediately like five hours i played it until 3 a.m the only reason i turned it off at 3 a.m was because it crashed on me and <laughs> wow dude it crashed on me at 3 a.m and i was like i can't and it was like, it was like it's amazing to me where it crashed too it was like i i had been searching in this fucking area for something for ugh, i don't even know how long all the shit's super difficult super dangerous area and I like had just like crested over this ridge and I could see something of like significant note. And I was like, Oh, that's what I'm looking for. And the second I saw it, it crashed on me. And I was like, ah, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I was terrified when I turned it back on that it would crash again. And thankfully did not. But so yeah, and I did six hours again yesterday on it. It's, I mean, immediately looped in. It's just, it's so incredible. I played that first one so much and like, you know, so, so much put all the way through. And like, even after I beat the story, I kept playing it and doing the weird ass thing, the Reaper Leviathan tube and all that fucking those crazy ass construction projects and shit, because the base building mechanic of it is so much fun. 
And it was so wild to, after having that long experience, after having beat the story in the first one, to start playing the, that. Essentially, it's the same game, you know. With there, there are some, there's some cool gear modifications and stuff. And obviously, it's all new. Not all new. You're on the same planet, but a, a bunch of new wildlife and things to learn. The environment has a whole bunch of new challenges and and dangers and stuff. So I'm not suggesting it's the same game at all. But as far as like the physics of it go and just the gameplay experience, it's very similar and or even the same. And it was so weird to get back into that world and not know what's out there. You know what I mean? And that is so much of that game, just not know, you know, the the further and deeper thing that Jab says, you know, like that that is such a big part of the like just awe of playing that game is like you just don't know. You can't. It's fucking. You can only see so far. Visibility only goes. Like you just don't know what's right there. You don't know what's right behind you. You don't know. There's just so much you don't know, and that unknown is 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 what really really makes that fucking game incredible. And having gone so long without that, like I could immediately feel that when I got back into it, and it was so good. <laughs> nice. So fucking good, dude. I, I, I'm like, I'm gonna do. It's fucked up. I'm prepping a movie right now. I'm gonna get fired from that movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> just uh, trying to focus on anything else is gonna be very difficult. So, yeah, it's fucking eleven hours in. It's fucking fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. And like the it, the one cool thing too, below zero. So it's like there's a lot more of on land things now. Not enough to make it where it's not still aquatic in the majority but there's there is more land-based stuff now and that's kind of interesting to have that and it's all you're in a as the name would insinuate in like an arctic environment the arctic part of the planet now so there's you know whereas when you were on land and i guess this is what it is yeah when you were on land in the first one there was rarely much danger and there was no environmental thing pushing you down or giving you the because like when you're playing when you're underwater you have the you have oxygen so like even with the best gear you can't breathe um forever you know you have it so you have a time constraint at all times underwater and when you're on land in the first one you didn't have a time constraint but now because it's arctic you do you can get hypothermia so even the land-based aspect of it now has that mechanic to it so it never goes away. So, like again, it's just a, it's a cool little small tweak, but adds a lot to the feeling and experience of playing the game. You know, so yeah. And is I there is there any carryover between the games? So, like, are you carrying your same character with your same gear, no, no. or is there, it like a fully like this? It's a totally new, totally, totally new personal narrative. It it does it does happen in the same. You're on the same planet. The planet. The reason you're there is because of that same company, the same corporation that's trying to essentially exploit the planet for resources and money, you know, and you're, yeah, you're there for because of, so there's like, there's some dots that connect, but like the actual personal story, the character you play is completely different. Oh, okay. Got it. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and that's good too. Like, I, it, It's weird how like, I'm so story focused when it comes to video games, but like the personal story in both games, like it's good. Like there's nothing wrong with it, but everything else, the science, the discovery, everything, it's everything else is just so good that I don't care, but I don't care in a good way. Like usually, uh, usually 
don't yeah. care about that. You don't care about that. It's because it sucks. Like it, right. it's not it at all. But I'm just like you know, I find these little nuggets of information about the game, about the the, the character story, and I'm just like, I don't care. I got fucking like I've got way more important shit to deal with. <laughs> like, I just don't care about these human beings. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I need to. There's a whole thing I got going on uh, that's discovery based, you know, science based. That I need to deal with here. I can't talk about feelings and emotions. <laughs> so yeah, fucking great. So yeah, I mean the la- the last thing that I would talk about is this was like it's so long ago because fuck we haven't recorded in a month, but this is something that bummed me out. I, I saw that Spirit Fair they're releasing DLC, and it makes me so sad. Remember the whole spiel I had about. How the finality of it was so yeah, it was in- perfect. And, yeah, I was so <laughs> with what that game was, and I saw this, and I was just like, "You motherfuckers!" Like, yeah, there's three units of it that's coming out. Each one's adding a new spirit and like some minor upgrade, quality of life changes uh, to those characters and stuff. And yeah, I mean, it just completely undermines the whole thing. It, it, it's like I think I, I read it would be free too, so they're not even exploiting you know it's not even like a monetary gain based idea so it's purely that they just you know i mean they i i know it must it, it must be especially in today's video game climate because dlc is such a it's just the norm you know what i mean so like i get the like business based urge to adhere to that ecosystem but it's just such a bummer. Like, like, especially to come back to it like that. Like, and, and like, if I, if it had been out when I had first played it, it would have just been added content that would have been great. But like to have that such an emotionally charged play experience, have it run its course and then have to step back. Like there's going to be no emotion in that. You know what I mean? Like the story has happened to me already. Like I've already had it told to me. So to go back and care about those characters outside of the storyline that I experienced is it's not going to have, it's not going to land as well. It's just not, you know, and, and that's, it's a bummer to have aspects of that game that I like so much, not be able to be consumed the way that should be consumed. You know, it's just kind of a bummer. I, I look forward to the future game episode when you try this and you're like, I, I was wrong, dude, I was wrong. And it was fantastic because you're gonna have to try it now. I feel like you're gonna have to try it at least to see the first one. Might be stubborn about that because it was like I said, it was like it was the most emotional gaming video game experience I've ever had, and I just don't, I don't want to fuck that up. Like my, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ruin that. So, but maybe it was planned like in a certain way so that. (sighs) Maybe, but the thing is, if you're wrong, though, then you just never get back. You just never get it back. You know? <laughs> I, I think either way, I'm going to be butthurt. So I just, I can't. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So you, have to, you might as well try it For such a strong reaction the first time, I feel like you owe it to the developers to give them a chance to see right. where else. They certainly have earned, yes, they have earned some benefit of the doubt. There's no question about that, but... I don't know. It's kind. Of, it's just kind of a bummer. So, yeah, so that's that's all the shit I played. I I do have like that crazy. I told you I had a crazy ass story for you. So, oh, man. <laughs> so I'm sitting at my at my laptop the other day, uh, Tuesday night I think it was, 
and it's like 7, 7.30 p.m. or something like that. Knock on the door. It's the new neighbor. I've talked to this guy one time. And I open the door, and he's like, hey, I got bad news. <laughs> what? Uh, I got bad news. Your car got hit. And I'm like, huh? And like, So the way this building is, the parking spots are like your neighbor on your parking spot is the same as your neighbor next to your unit, you know? So like my unit, his unit next to mine, his car spots right next to mine. So they're double, they're double spots. So he got home, him and his, his wife wasn't home yet. And he gets home and my car is pulled all the way up in this, in, in my spot. And his spot is the last one against the, the wall of the garage too. So my spot second to last, his is last. And he gets home and there is a Mercedes, a, conver- a Merce- Mercedes convertible backed into his spot. So right next to mine, essentially all up against all, all the way up against the wall. And he doesn't know what that car is. So he's like, what the fuck? So he parks his car in the second spot, essentially of that tandem spot and gets out of the car. And he's looking at it, like, what the fuck is this car doing in my spot? And, you know, my wife's going to get home soon. I need to fucking, she's going to have nowhere to park. So he, it's a convertible, so it's open. And he starts looking at the shit in it and just happens to randomly see a sales order for getting work done on the car that has the owner's name and phone number on it. So he calls the phone number with the intent of being like, hey, dude, what the fuck are you doing in my spot? And the the guy's like, uh, my car got stolen yesterday, man. So... I didn't park that there. He's like, but I would love my car back. So tell me where you're at. I'll be, I'll be on, I'll be on my way. <laughs> so the car's stolen. So he's like, oh. he's like, okay. So he like, I guess he didn't. He said he didn't want to stand next to the car in case the thief. You know, there's it's a garage. It's like a, a, a relatively small garage. It's it's gated too. That's important information. So you know, the person wasn't around. So he didn't want the person to come back and him be standing there. Who knows? I guess you know. Sure, I probably. I'm an idiot, so I probably would have been like, no, I want to see this motherfucker. But, <laughs> but so he walks away to call 911 and walks all the way to the other side of the garage and standing by the gate that you need a clicker to get in and out of, essentially, right? So he's on the phone with 911, and a dude walks up to the gate on foot, has a clicker, opens the garage with the clicker. And, like, he's on the phone with 911, and he's kind of scattered anyway, so, like, he notices him but doesn't really pay attention. The guy walks past him, and, like, 30 seconds later... He's on the, 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 my neighbor's still on the phone and he like, he just hears like a wham, like someone just fucking just revs a car and rams into essentially two cars. So he, this guy basically ran cause he was like blocked in. So like, you know, my car here, stolen car here, neighbor's car here. So to get out this kitty corner area, cause the spot behind me was open. He just, and he was for his, I guess, good fortune. I guess it wouldn't matter maybe, but backed in. So he just revved it and just fucking rammed both cars so basically my rear my passenger quarter panel and real rear bumper just smoked it like the first thing i said i walk out there with him he tells me the car got hit so i'm like i'm like okay i'll walk down there with you <clears throat> and we walk down to the thing and this was like it was like 15 minutes after this had happened to him we go down there and like the first thing i said was i was like i didn't park like that because like, it's like my car was like literally moved. oh my gosh it was like literally moved over uh from getting rammed basically so yeah so the person yeah he's, the guy just rammed out the fucking out of the spot smashed both our cars up and sped out of the garage right so that happened in my car i've been here like three or four days and that happens in my 
locked garage in this nice ass building. And the kicker of this, like that's pretty amazing. Like, and like he was, this dude was freaked the fuck out about the whole thing. And I'm just like, I mean, you know, first of all, it's just a car or whatever, who cares? Get it fixed. It's going to cost me money, even with the deduct with the deductible, but whatever. It's, it's a fucking car. But he's like freaking out. I'm like, he's like, he's just like, he's like, he's mumbling. He's like saying incoherent shit at times. And I was like, <laughs> like, he's like I can't just have it. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I lived in fucking Manhattan for 13 years. Like, <laughs> literally nothing rattles me or surprises me or you know, like anything is possible you know uh so it's not whatever it's a bummer and it's annoying but like i'm not like whatever and but the real kicker of this whole fucking thing is so that happened at like 7 30 about an hour before that i was walking i'd taken miyagi for a walk I was coming back and I was going through this like little pathway on the other side of the complex. Like this is a huge ass complex, fucking a bunch of buildings. So it t- essentially takes up the whole block. And I was on the other side of the block coming back through a little pathway to the pool area to come around to where my building is. And I walked past this dude who, you know, not to be a prick, but he looked like he didn't belong here. And he was like a, you know, he's kind of grimy, didn't even lift his head up. And he said hi to me. I said hi back to him, you know, uh, white dude, dirty, like kind of scraggly hair, the scraggly little fucking beard thing on the end of his chin, kind of shitty clothes. And I was like, it's kind of weird. Like, what's he fucking doing here? You know, but whatever. That's, that's L.A. Who knows? And so I walked past him. Like I said, I said fucking hi to him. And so when this I'm down there with the dude, I'm like. What do you look like? <laughs> and I'm like, do you have a. Basically describe that dude I described to you. Like, did he have a graphic, t- a black T-shirt, graphic, graphic shit on? And he's like, yeah, yeah. So that was him. So I walked Are past you that guy. Kidding me? Before that, when he mu- it must have been when he had parked the car, and he was walking out of the out of the place to go do who the fuck knows what in Playa del Rey. But like, yeah, I'd walked past him and even said hi to him an hour before he did that to my car. You know, and it's just like, oh god, that's so annoying. Ah, uh, what? Smoked him then, you know. <laughs> Good to smoke him then. Good and to compl- take him out. And fucking completely uh, alleviated this this situation. But, yeah. <laughs> oh Pretty God. fucking wild. Like only like only here for a few days and have that happen in the garage, you know. Like in the garage. Like I said, it's like if that happened on the street, it would be insane. But to happen in your garage is just fucking in like <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. So yeah. That was, oh man. That was Okay, that's a pretty long opening here, but we haven't recorded in months, so what are you going to do? Let's talk about Heavy Barrel now. That was the Heavy Barrel Stage 2 theme bring us in, and this game has some jams, I will say. Some some nice soundtracks, for sure. Music is good, for sure, for sure. So, the overview of Heavy Barrel, the synopsis, goes like this. The impossible and unthinkable has happened. Terrorists have seized the underground control complex of a nuclear missile site. It's up to you to infiltrate the installation and eliminate the leader of the terrorist army before they can launch the missiles. You won't find the job an easy one. The formal defenses of the subterranean fortress... Powerful tanks, treacherous waterways, narrow bridges are now in the hands of terrorists. And if that isn't enough, the only weapon that gives you a chance against the terrorists, heavy barrel, is inside the installation itself. You have one bit of luck on your side. The terrorists don't know that heavy barrel exists. 
Just before the fortress fell, a clever technician took the gun apart, locked the pieces in six different storage lockers, and scattered the keys throughout the fortress. Once you've battled your way inside, you have to find the keys and reassemble the gun. Brute force alone won't defeat the terrorists. It'll take strategy and resourcefulness. This job isn't for everyone. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of game is this, Jay? I mean, it's obviously a, an overhead run and gun of genre, which I very much enjoy, you know? So especially if you're going to upgrade weapons a la Contra, you know, I'm in. So. It came out in March 1990. That's the closest or most exact release information I could find. Happenings in March 1990. On the 11th, the LA Raiders announced their return to Oakland. Mm. On the 14th, Mikhail Gorbachev became president of the Soviet Congress. He was pretty clutch in the end of the Cold War, so that was probably a pretty important thing. And then in, on the 18th, the first free elections in East Germany. So communism is crumbling. <laughs> wow. That's that's the most notable shit I could find for the month. And the we get into artwork. So the cover art is it's a very attention-garnering red box, that one that happens to be behind Jay right now. And the yellow title treatment definitely has some G.I. Joe vibes going on with it, I would say. <laughs> for sure. Uh, army, army. Let's yeah. go. Yep. The key art is, but even even like the that drop the font it's not, and like it's yeah, it's not a drop shadow. It's like a drop whatever to it but that's very gi job <laughs> the, so they yeah, the key art is a couple of badass mother effers and coordinated matching red and blue camo fatigues and headbands wielding the biggest guns possible as it goes in the 80s even though this is 1990 there's a little bit of starburst action up top two top arcade hit because it's 90s and i absolutely love the tagline in the back the ultimate weapon will blow you away <laughs> <laughs> Four screenshots of varying impressiveness break up the synopsis blurb I already gave you verbatim as it is in the manual on the back. Also, getting into that manual, it is 16 lean pages with covers, and they're in full color at least, and that will be in the show notes, as it always is. Page 5 lays out some ground rules. Points out there are keys. These keys open lockers that have loot in them. The weapon systems are described also. You can only carry one type of weapon at a time. That is either the machine gun, a laser gun, a pellet gun, or uh, a flamethrower, except when you score heavy barrel, in which case you kind of like shelve your whatever weapon you were having while you have heavy barrel. And heavy barrel is a timed thing during which you, yeah, you, you keep the old weapon. And then when time runs out on heavy barrel, it goes back to whatever that weapon was and where you're, wherever you were at ammunition-wise on it. So that's how heavy barrel functions. And when you die, you lose whatever weapon you had and... Go back to the basic machine gun, so that is always a bummer. Page six has a weapon breakdown with illustrations. We have a the machine gun, that's your basic bitch gun, unlimited ammo, and you revert back to it if you run out of ammo for the other weapons. So that's what you start with, and then you have the laser gun, it's one shot at a time, 90 max ammo, and I'm trying to... I feel like... Did I ever even have that? Which one, grenade? No, the laser, the laser gun. I can't think of what a laser gun looks like now that I, like, I did these notes, obviously, before I played the game. I can't think of ever getting a laser gun. Remember the flamethrower a bunch of times? Uh, I remember, obviously, the, the pea shooter, and I, is, or, yeah, no, the pellet gun is the, is the spread gun, yeah, so I got the spread gun a bunch, That's a, and yeah, the pellet gun is a five-bullet spread shot, you get 90 ammo on that, you get 90 ammo on all these, and then there's a flame one, shoots fireballs one at a time, 
and then the laser. And it's one shot at a time, 90 max ammo is what I wrote down, and that's what's in the instruction manual. But I can't think of ever seeing that gun, Jay. Do you? I don't. I feel like every time I wanted a different weapon, like I would, I would immediately like get upgraded past that weapon. Like it, it was undiscernible to me as to like what I was getting. So I would get like I yeah, have enough pickups, to get like yeah, more yeah. than one. Yeah, you can't tell the pickups apart. That sucks. And, yeah, and I'd be happy with like the spray gun. I was like, all right, sweet, and I'd immediately get the get the next one. I was like, oh darn it, you know, like, and that would happen. So I couldn't tell you, I because I'd always blow back past yeah i didn't mind the flame one so it didn't totally bum me out when i would lose the spread gun but i definitely would have rather kept the spread gun as long as and as frequently as possible and then there's also heavy barrel and it's described as super powerful blasts one at a time and you have a 99 second duration on this after which you have you have to begin reassembling it from scratch so that's the thing you go around you pick up the little pieces of it i guess there's six of them i actually didn't know that while i was playing even though I read the manual, we're reading the manual there, synopsis a moment ago, I was reminded, like, yeah, okay, six makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, there's six of them. You pick the pieces up, you get the gun for 99 seconds, and then it goes away. And you have to start from scratch again. So, page seven has what it calls a hand weapon breakdown. And we have, that's like your, I think it's B button weapon, your secondary weapon. And you start with grenades. And this is like the basic one you get 50 of these and you can pick up a mace which destroys anyone within reach as it swings around you and there's 40 uses of these there's 40 uses of all these upgrades actually and then there's a super grenade and that's twice as powerful as the basic similar mechanic and there's smoke bombs and these slow down enemy guns and cannons i don't i'm not sure i have no I idea if i got that, that one. yeah and then there's a star shield is listed as an other weapon, and this circles you at a distance and destroys enemies at contacts and lasts for a limited period of time. And I, d- I do remember picking that up a couple of times, but I did not mm-hmm. see it much. And then page nine kicks off a level-by-level breakdown, each with a good amount of pretty fun copy, and it calls the levels perimeters, and that's I always enjoy when they come up with a thematic, thematically appropriate term for for stages instead of just calling them stages so i I applaud data east for doing that so we have perimeter one surface defenses it's called perimeter two weapons assembly area perimeter three the quarry perimeter four the maze perimeter five the reactor area perimeter six the abyss and then there's the it's not called a perimeter number at all it's just called the launch authority security area (laughs) <laughs> and and there's no the for that one either so it's keeping you on your toes <laughs> and despite the arcade shmup port nature of this no memo area or anything in here for writing down scores and that's total bullshit how am i supposed to, <laughs> how am i supposed to remember my scores without a fucking memo area <laughs> so really shortchanging you on that aspect of the manual if that's the last thing you're worried about though in this game like Right. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Any notable history other than the fall of communism, Jay? Man, so not a whole lot. I will say that Game Machine basically said Heavy Barrel was like the sixth best performing arcade unit of the year. So it did well in arcade. But as far as like NES, there's nothing on this game. Just mm-hmm. nada. But you can kind of tell because just the way it plays... I can tell that if you're on the arcade, this is probably like a fun thing to do. Drop some quarters in, you're spraying around. Yeah. Kind of translates a little bit. I, I can't think of ever, I don't know. I don't know if it would have stood out to me. Jab had it, so I would think it, you know, I would remember having seen it if I ever had seen it. 
in right. the arc- in an arcade, you know, because again, because Jab had it, but I, I, I can't think of, I definitely can't think of ever playing it. I don't even know if I've ever seen it. So that's surprising to hear that it was so successful, you know, but yeah, but I mean, that's probably why I came to NES and then. Yeah, right. and also you, you said that was you said that was Japan too. So maybe 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 yeah maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was very popular all over the place in Japan, and that's what led to them porting it to the NES. But it did not have the same level of US based arcade presence. You know, it's very possible, I suppose. So because this, this was eighty eight, so this was before you know, right? Out here, for sure. So I didn't do any fucking economic analysis for this. Of course, I was moving and shit. And honestly, I don't know if I'd have came up with anything, anyways. That is the Stage 8 theme, getting us into our playthrough of Heavy Barrel. And we start with the title screen. It's a pretty suck title screen. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the title and some legalese on black background scored to a very repetitive title track. You can pick one-player battle or two-player battle from a menu with a grenade cursor, and I guess that is pretty fun. I always applaud them when they do something that is appropriate with the game material with the cursor there. So they took the time to do that. Good job, Data East. And then we get a short cutscene that follows your selection of whichever thing from the menu, one or two player. And a dude parachutes out of some cutting edge stealth plane down onto an island with the mission or with the text mission, destroy enemies underground artillery base. And then it cuts to a beach a pretty lit, I would say, music cue rips in as your sprite floats to center screen and cuts loose from his shoot and pack. And it's a cool touch to me that the shoot remains there on the beach, you know, after you start walking away from it. And they that's not something you definitely always see yeah. in a NES game. So you expect it to disappear or something. Yeah, just like yeah, just not just yeah. Not be there for sure. And then it's game time. And you need to familiarize yourself with the controls and the HUD. The HUD is pretty simple. It's a black bar at the bottom of the screen. Down there, you can see the remaining lives, your score, your hand weapon ammo, your gun ammo, and your heavy barrel assembly status. It's like a little in the bottom right, like a the outline of a gun. And as you get pieces of it, they you can actually. It's pretty cool actually how when you pick them up, they actually go from where you're at on the screen where you pick them up and float down to the thing to really drive home like what is happening there you know and which piece that it actually is like is this the barrel of it is this the clip is yeah exactly so that's kind of cool because yeah if it it just literally populated into that thing in the hud you probably wouldn't even notice it till halfway through the game you know but because it floats down you actually know what's happening there so that's that's a good job and a a nice attention to detail and you can move in all directions with your d-pad and the view being a top-down deal uh, with like a, it's got like a slight angle towards the fourth wall. It's not completely top down. It's like a little bit offset to give you some depth, some depth of your player's POV. I guess is the way to describe that. And A shoots the gun, B fires the hand weapon, and that's fucking it. Go shoot shit. That's all there is to it. <laughs> so we are the beach. Here is perimeter one surface defenses, and it starts off with some flying enemy shit. But they are pretty easy to track, and then the grunts start running in from off screen. They're, I would say, pretty basic movement patterns. The green ones will like plant down 
and fire horizontally at you. And the red ones will actually run to the bottom of the screen and then hurl grenades back at you, you know, so you, they try to work things in and attack you from all sides here. So making full use of the fucking area that you're playing, Wait I suppose. A Wait a minute. Let's let's fact check that. Hold that for a second. Are you saying at what point do the red ones fight you? In my mind, this whole time, the green ones, my delinea- delineation is that the green ones fight you. The red ones have your items. So I immediately shot the red ones to make sure they drop those keys. Well, that's why you never notice. That's why you never notice them then or notice their attack then because they they will run. Yeah, they run down to the bottom of the screen and then throw grenades back at you once they're down there. So if you, if you kill them immediately, which is smart, <laughs> like I immediately targeted them because they have keys, so they are not to be. I, ne- let go. I never noticed that they were the ones with keys, though. So it's funny you say that. I never clocked that. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh, that's wow! Yeah. I immediately noticed. I'm like, okay, that's the difference. They dropped keys. All right, shoot them first. Done. Got it. Well, it's good. Yeah, good I mean, fight. it's it's good because yeah, I, I'm sure I missed keys then, letting them run off the screen or something. Yeah, who knows? Because uh, yeah, I never I never clocked that. Wow. So you work your way up the beach, whichever you're prioritizing the killing of. You work your way up the beach doing that and then cross a wooden bridge that has a chopper waiting for you on the other side. Jay? Get to the chopper! <laughs> That's the only one you see in the game, too. It's funny to me. that like it's, it's such like a... You see it so early, and it's not a huge deal. It's not like you get mini-boss... I, I shouldn't say that. I guess you see those tanks and shit sometimes. You don't get a lot of mid-stage mini-bosses, I feel, or anything. So... It kind of had a common enemy feel to it, you know. So I'm surprised, other than that one boss battle, that's the only chopper you see in the game, you know. Well, they don't want to be stock. I mean, choppers are so passe at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Those choppers, There's choppers everywhere. They they couldn't do too. They had to do with the obligatory chopper. <laughs> get out of the way. Get the chopper out of the way up front, and let's get into some fucking some 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 new shit here. So that's funny. That's yeah. Totally. So keys are fairly abundant. I didn't notice what they were coming from, but I noticed there was plenty of them. And they are not, however, as abundant as the loot crates. So you have to make like some random, uninformed and tough decisions on which ones to unlock, you know? And like, I mean, play, you know, it, it's, it, it doesn't like, I'm sure I missed maybe heavy barrel pieces or something, but like there's only so much to get. There's the B weapons, I guess. I never really even use them. Very rarely do it. If I have something like on a pedestal or something that you can't reach with a gun, I would try to get a grenade out there, but half the time I would end up just running past them too. So I never really even use the B weapon all that often. And heavy barrel is good to get kind of, but honestly, I'd probably rather have the spread gun, I think, you know? Mm. So even that, like, I'm not really scrutinizing what I'm picking up, you know? And maybe even I'm just avoiding things, picking things up once I have a gun that I want. So, yeah, I mean, I quickly, even in this first stage here, I quickly got my hands on both the spread pellet gun and the flamethrower before I even got to the bridge. So, you know, weapon, up, weapon upgrades in general are not scarce in this game at all. And, yeah, I mean, it's I wrote down here that, like, just as you might expect... Same as in Contra, the spread gun is fucking lit. <laughs> the, exactly. The, yeah, it's the best one exactly. to have. Yeah. Like a That's why I pissed when like I I like would immediately upgrade past it, trying to get like the next freaking heavy barrel piece or the next you know B thing that might be out there that I'm not going to use. I'm like, God, oh, thank on it. Yeah, I guess that's worth mentioning. I didn't even write it down, but it is a note. Yeah, like the the pickups are all and you know honestly maybe it's a shooter, so you're not you don't have time to scrutinize. Yeah. So 
interesting to see what they are. Like right. if well, that's what I'm exactly if there is a difference, you're, it, it's too subtle to clock at a quick pace. You know what I mean? So if there is a difference, it's not good enough. And yeah, they're all like so they're like they're like squares and they have like a diamond in the middle of them and then there's like some red and blue shit if i recall correctly in the middle of them and maybe that red and blue shit delineates what exactly it is but it should just be a letter or something yeah i don't see any a b c f there's no stars like what it what it does if it is i completely could not see it yeah suck fucking suck city for sure and there's like there's an interesting scrolling effect to the game like it, it starts and stops with your movement it's not auto scroll but it also has a delay to both the start and the stop. So if you walk up, it will scroll. And it doesn't stop immediately when you stop. It will keep going a little bit, which I can't decide if is good or bad, but it is definitely unique, you know, for sure. Maybe it's it's probably good because you you want to stop and then the idea is you get to where you decided to stop and you kind of take in what's next you know so like the fact that it scrolls a little further and gives you a little more view and in turn would aggro whatever sprites are going to come out of the screen at that part that it scrolls to you want to get those on the screen and start dealing with them so it's probably for the best and, and you know maybe for that reason it's something that wasn't even there originally i would i would kind of speculate that they were playing they're like we got to know more of what's happening in front of us motherfuckers players are getting pissed off you know so that may have been, <laughs> and that may have been like a a compensation for for difficulty without that so and you can also backtrack too if you want, which is nice. It, it's limited. You can't go, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not, you can't go to back. Right. But if you like run up, kill something and eat and miss something, a, a chest, or even maybe get a key and want to go back to that chest that just went off the screen, you can go back to it, which is a nice allotment that you don't always get in a, in a shmup like this. And you occasionally saw so on this first level here, you occasionally see tanks too, but it's like, it's like a quick run to a sandy area where you, uh, like through, through, yeah, so there's that tank, and you go through a quick run through a sandy little stretch there to get to your first boss battle, and the first boss battle is a big blue tank vehicle. It rolls just back and forth, accompanied by a handful of grunts flanking each side of it, and it will stop at times and fire an all-directional projectile that isn't terribly difficult to avoid, and I killed this thing with four grenades, and it was dead. It was like, and you do when you I, I guess it's worth saying that when you do use those base grenades, you can throw two at a time and then you have to wait mm-hmm. for them to explode before you can throw again. So it was essentially just two tap, 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 tap. And it was dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just used the laser. I was like, bow, 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 bow. I was done. Like, it was so so you have a laser. yeah. OK, so, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, if, it, if that's the big one, like I didn't know what that was called. I kept looking back. Oh. Which one is that one? Like the heavy like barrel? The big. No, no, no. The I think it's the laser, like the big. Uh, yeah, it's got to be the laser. I'm like looking at the options of what what weapon this could have been, it had to be the laser. Yeah, I can't remember. It's not the pellet. Yeah. It's it's not the pellet spray. Maybe it's, it's just. Maybe I did have it a bunch of times. Oh no, 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 no. That's forgetable. No, the heavy barrel was like a big ball. The flamethrower. It had okay. to be the flamethrower. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Word. Yeah, that was in the first stage plenty of times, I remember. So you kill this thing, it blows up, and then you proceed to a big wall that you have to shoot a hole in to exit the stage, and it's onward to perimeter number two, service defenses. And it's I like how when you... There's a, a couple stages that are like this, and it's so weird and funny to me. But yeah, so like when you come into this stage, 
a hole blows open in the top left, um, theoretically aligning with that hole you just blew in the outside of the wall. And then your sprite somersaults out of it, like from the top, it's in the top left corner of the screen. And your sprite somersaults out of it as if it's not a top down view the game is played in. And I don't know, it, it's fun. I don't, it's not like, you know, clearly nothing would take me out of this. It's not like that immersive of a game or anything where anything. <laughs> can be like oh my god that's not believable but <laughs> you know it's 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 just i don't know it's fucking super weird choice like i, I just dude I it's know. the contra somersault like think about when you're constantly <laughs> jumping exactly that's but this but is like con- contra, contra yeah but contra is a side view so it makes fucking physics I know. Sense. this is the poor man's like attempt to try to be like contra let's okay, okay. The- i can i can buy that 100 <laughs> buy that explanation it's like oh dudes love somersaulting and throw it in there yeah, bros love somersaults. Put it in there, even though I don't know. I know it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. Put it in there, like that. Well, it's, it's the kind of thing that's like, I think that was David Crane that talked about how like he made made an animation, and he's just like built a game around that. So like maybe maybe they had like maybe this was originally like, conceptually was a side scroller at one point early early in development, and they created this animation, and they were like it was hard for them, so they tr- like they spent a lot of time working on just the animation and getting it to work and look right. And when they changed the style of the game up, they're like, I'm not, I'm, I put too much time in that somersault, I'm not losing it. <laughs> like we're not taking it out. I don't care. I don't care if it fucking works or not. It's going in there. Like we're Find using a way. it. Keep it in. Fuck it. Work it in. I'm not fucking no. I didn't do that for nothing. No way. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and this looks more like a sewer than a quarry, by the way. Really? And um, wait a minute. So, can we establish you? Ju- you just said something that I did not clock the whole time playing this. Are we in the second perimeter now? Like, did we blow the hole in the door? Is that the the key indicator to tell that's, us we're moving that's for the changeover to the next stage? Yep. Yep. Man, the first time playing this, I went through and I was just like, "Am I?" New am stage or what? Am I still yeah. in the same? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, it's, when it's I very the game, like the game is over. Like I didn't know where I was even at until I, know, I went yeah. back. So, said, so, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. I don't like that you don't feel a need to break the fourth wall to tell me I've changed stages. You know what I mean? Like I'm comfortable with that. It is a little confusing, I guess, uh, as far as understanding your progress. Like Castlevania was like that. I was like, you know, once. I didn't realize it does. Castlevania does have a counter, but it's so insignificant that I wasn't even noticing it for the first few stages. So yeah, I didn't even know that I had the boss battle was the only thing that would signify me to me that I maybe am making progress. You know, so yeah, that's you know I, I kind of it's it's almost I almost want to commend them for it too, for having the balls to like, you know, you're playing a story. Stick pay attention to the story. Don't worry about what stage oh, yeah. number. You know, so like I kind of I kind of want to commend them for that. But yeah, it is very. You had no idea for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if I wasn't, if we weren't going to talk about this on a podcast, it wouldn't even bother me at all. But like, I'm thinking of like stopping to take. Yeah, it's like, definitely sucks for podcast. <laughs> I'm like, did I just play through half the game? I literally played until like perimeter five before I realized, oh, I right. should. I just missed it all. I, I wrote nothing. I was still just playing, thinking I was on the first page. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, we, we definitely shouldn't fault the developers of Data East in 1990 <laughs> for not for not designing their game in a podcast note taking friendly way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a 
an elevator level, and you quickly find yourself on a steel grate platform that descends past a number of turrets, stairwells, and platforms. The green guns, grunt, the green guns, the green grunts will periodically swarm you, as will some flying jetpack dudes with rifles. And an interesting thing I clocked about them, the jetpack guys, I mean, and I didn't notice until much later in the playthrough, but nonetheless, it was for these sprites. They they don't have a death animation like the land-based grunts. They just disappear when when you oh, fight they, them. Somewhat they, jarring yeah, because yeah, you, when right. you kill you kill the green or red grunts. They like go to the ground. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they, and they crash or whatever. But yeah, when you kill these, they just disappear. You know. So like the first time I did it, it was so off-putting. I was like, are they like are they gonna come back? Like is that just yeah. like you know, yeah they're just disappearing? But so I mean I, I suppose like my, my you know I'm always trying to like what's the reason for that when, when I see shit like this that stands out to me in video these older video games and like I suppose that it, it could have gotten messy as far as just shit going on on the screen to have them fall to the ground, you know, but it, it is still just like a little bit of a, a little bit of a bummer. The, the turrets will catch you by fucking surprise here. Uh, uh, the first time I was playing through this and didn't really understand their mechanics, like those fuckers will come on the screen and just waste you. <laughs> you know, so they're, they're a little frustrating. And I did have my first stint with a star shield here on this level after uh, I got off the elevator and continued on the, the tunnel. And it's, it's pretty fucking devastating. And, like it basically just wastes anything that it touches. So super nice, which is probably why you don't see that that often, that it's kind of a, game, a bit game breaking at the end of that tunnel. After off the elevator, you get back on another elevator platform and ride back up, <laughs> which seems pretty fucking dumb to me, but what have you. So that elevator takes you up to the boss battle. And this baby is a do you have any fucking anything of note riding those elevators before we get to the boss battle i guess no no guns 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 guns. and yeah so the the boss battle is a big machine with two claw arms that will extend out in front of it and there's no guns no grunts running at you and all you got to do is avoid the arms when they come down it's fucking super cake and it's funny would you did you have a different experience did i just kill too fast you avoid the oh i just Oh, I thought you meant like avoid it, like you could let it go by you. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? I destroyed it, and it was like, okay, is, <laughs> is this a boss battle again? Right. Confusion. It's, yeah, it's it's funny because like this, like that, the arms thing. It's the final boss. Like, they use that a, a bunch. Those those that arm thing. Like I don't know. I don't even know. Like I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's just an idea they thought of, and it is a little unique. So sure, use it because it's not in every video game. But it, I don't. It just felt to me like. Again, kind of like we were talking about that somersault. They were like, they came up with this thing, and they're like, we're fucking just like, nose to the grindstone. We're going to use the shit out of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 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 just like, just, I don't know. It's like a limited number of assets or a limited number of ideas. And they're just like, I don't know. Just fill it out. Make a game. Get it in the box. <laughs> you know, it's just like, there's, I don't know. And that's kind of the vibe with a lot of this game. It's just kind of like a, eh, that's a good idea. But you need I wonder some more- how much of it was like. Like, I wonder, again, how much of the arcade spilled over. Like, was the arcade so much more limited because you were only going to play so long, so they only did so much, but then it was, like, turned into an NES game, and they're like, well, we okay, how do we do more but not do more? You know what I mean? That's that's a very good idea. Yeah, that's, that's always a possibility with an arcade game, for sure, is just, like, trying to turn it into enough replayability. So, you know, a rental, the, uh, it was it was a... It was a a widespread idea in game development at the time to you want to make a game bigger than a, a, the length of a rental window. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. so people don't rent it and never 
pick it up again. You want them to go buy <laughs> it. So yeah. that is always a good logic to fall back on. So you get out of there and you brings you to Premier Three, the Corey. And so yeah, so that's that's funny. I didn't realize it, and I thought it was weird. This was going through my notes there. So I wrote down though, this is not a Corey about how it was a sewer, not a Corey for stage two. So I think I must have thought that I was in stage three when I was writing that note too, because the you know, so yeah, see, it was very confusing. <laughs> I had to go back to the manual. I looked at the manual, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah. Like well, I was like, I definitely went through a maze. Okay. Right, yeah, so. yeah, and yeah, yeah. It is. It's. I will. It's. You. you know, I don't know. The, even the maze. Like I. I don't know if any of the descriptions of the levels are so dis, discernible in the environment itself, where the name lines up to what you're looking at. You know. So like, it's even that makes it even more confusing. It, it'd be one thing if they were super distinct and different, but everything is just kind of like this slightly more colorful industrial space kind of vibe. You know what I mean? There's not a ton of yep. visual, visual variants in this game. Anyhow, you somersault out of the sewer tunnel, which is even weirder than <laughs> somersaulting into it, up onto some railroad tracks in the sandy area. So this does look different than the last one for sure. Uh, and, and I guess that, you know, railroad tracks in the sandy area, I can buy that as a as the quarry too. So that kind of null, null and voids everything we just said to a degree as well. But, in any event, the tracks crisscross all over the play area and have some mine cars with gunners in them rolling around like this way and that. And that's kind of a cool obstacle. You know, it, it is a little frustrating, though. The carts can frag you by running you over even after you kill the inhabitant. Yeah, which I learned the hard way. And that I was a little frustrating to me. Yep. yep. And there are also grounded fighter planes that have a very futuristic look to them with active gun turrets that will blast your ass. So that was kind of a, an interesting way, I guess, to work in. Big guns, you know, <laughs> as opposed to a tank or something. So that was kind of interesting um, aesthetic choice. And I had my first heavy barrel assembly instance in this level. I don't know. Did you have one before this or? No, it, was, it wasn't until I got here. <clears throat> yeah. And it took, yeah. I, was, I wrote, yeah, I wrote down, this is a perfect example of what I said earlier. I wrote down, it took quite a few part pickups, maybe eight. <laughs> like I was, I had no idea. <laughs> so there, yeah, there's an incredibly garbled voice sample they throw at you. And something up, maybe? Like, I'm not even sure exactly what it was. And then some, some like, sprites fly in from all directions, almost like you're getting, like, a, a supernatural energy is converging on your, on, your, on your dude. And then you have a badass motherfucking gun. <laughs> like, it shoots, it shoots these massive projectiles. It kind of reminded me of BFG shots in Doom, but yellow mm-hmm. instead of green, you know? Or, or also... This is probably less less relatable to you, but the the Cobra gun in RoboCop, that arcade game that I said I really loved, and the, the NES port is not terribly far from. And I believe the Cobra gun in that game is pretty close to the arcade iteration too, the NES port. So, but yeah, the Cobra gun, you get it, and it's like it's just this massive fireball that comes out of it that looks very similar too. So it's pretty cool. It, I mean, the the look of the gun in your hand is kind of comical. It looks like he's holding a missile. It's. <laughs> Yeah, it's ju- it's bigger than him. Like right. definitely, like if you stand it up to next to him, it's totally taller than him. It's yep. huge. So very again, this like that '80s action thing of like the ridiculously disproportionate extension of the of, big dick of, energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they take it to the max here with this for sure. And a red meter appears in the place of the gun assembly 
area in the HUD, you know, the little graphic turns into a red meter that starts ticking down as your 99 seconds dissipates with, with your um, appendage. And you reach the end of the railroad tracks in this level and have to cross another barren desert area to hit the boss battle. And it's like the way... And I guess because you're picking up those pieces and it's an, an accumulation over the stages, maybe I missed one where I shouldn't have or whatever it was. But the, like my heavy barrel gun essentially went away right before the boss. And I was just like, that sucks. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It sucks. No other way to put it. But so, yeah, so the boss here is another big mechanized tank deal. And it's on a set of horizontal tracks, uh, or like a, a railroad track. I guess I should say, across the top of the screen. And it has a couple standard gun turrets that shoot straight down, but it also lobs up these little stars that break into three and fire down at you fast as fuck. And the latter are pretty difficult to avoid, so this was the first boss that even posed the slightest threat, in my opinion, really. But it still took four grenades and it was dusted, so the amount of damage you had to do to it was, was pretty negligible. Yeah, pretty sure I lost my... I used up my heavy barrel also before we get into this boss. Because I also died here, and I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" And I think I think this might have been the first time where I actually thought to use my B button because mm. I, you know, <laughs> I normally just didn't unless like something prompted me to be like, "Oh, maybe I should try that." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's way easier. Let me just yeah. drop some of that," you know. Yep. And then behind that, behind the sprite, after you kill it, there's another big wall, and they try to catch you slipping here. Actually, it's the only time they did it in the game. They, they try to catch you slip by putting a gunner right in front of where the hole is. So you can see, like, you you know, you beat the boss, and your expectation is to blow another hole in the wall. So you're, like, going right down the middle of the screen where the hole will be by expectation. And if you're not paying attention, there's a gunner right there. And you walk, and you walk when you walk onto this, or that part clips onto the screen or scrolls onto the screen, that fucker will just blast your ass. And he definitely got me the first time. Oh, for sure. And it's immediately like, oh! Motherfucker, because yeah, I you, just you, had that great weapon too. Exactly. You're, you're not, you would even the most safe, scummy son of a bitch is not going to save after beating that boss before the next stage. You're going to save yeah. at the beginning of the next stage, so you have to deal with that amount of time wasted when you load, inevitably load later. So that's it's you know it's funny how that I feel like that's you know clearly it's not because emulation didn't exist and intern save states didn't exist yet, but it's like it's the kind of thing you would put in a retro game developed contemporarily to catch the save state or slipping you know what i mean yeah so it, so it, it was i laughed i literally i was pissed but i laughed out loud afterwards so you go through that hole and then you are in perimeter four the maze and you somersault up into here from the tunnel so it's like you can't it's just not it just doesn't there's just no rhyme or reason to it it's just like whatever it's we need to do there every level make it yeah. happen uh, yeah, I, I wrote down, these are some hella acrobatic 80 soldiers of fortune. <laughs> so this level's got a starkly industrial vibe. Not that they all don't have some industrial feeling to them, but this one in particular. It's got rusted steel panels, concrete stairwells, uh, stairwells rather, and a vertically scrolling ascending layout. So the adversaries through here are the usual green and red grunts, and there's some large turrets, turrets rather strategically defending the stairwells. And when you reach the top of the stairwell, we start scrolling to the right through a stretch with these like gyrating grenade things being supplied by large cart machine, a large cart machine meandering back and forth. So fucking 
new, slightly new version of a tank, essentially, <laughs> in, in this level. And then you get to another stairwell, and it takes you up to a metal grate suspension bridge area where you get into another boss battle. And I think it's two choppers. Get to the chopper! <laughs> It might also be just a teleporting chopper. It's hard to say in a game like this, you know, I'm, but there were like, there were uh, two. It's one. It's one. Is it one? It's got to well, be. <laughs> okay. Maybe right, it's well, not. <laughs> yeah, hard to say. Whatever the case, it flies in from the top left corner, laying down machine gun fire, and then it flies to the bottom of the screen. And I killed it before it did anything else, really. And then the second iteration comes from top right. So that's what I mean. It could have like, mm. I don't know. Yeah. So the second iteration of, of it comes from the top right, flies down, and then it does a swooping motion back up across the top of the screen to the left. And I had the flamethrower in this case, and it only took a little bit of, uh, of fire from that, maybe five or six blasts on each one to waste them. And that was it for me. Yeah. I think it's, I feel like it's one thing because it, like the lights flash, you know, flicker more as you start to destroy it more. It just goes like down the screen and kind of like, kind of, I don't know, goes in and out. I, I don't, I don't recall. I don't think it went all the way off. It just, uh, just it like, did for me because I was like, wait, where'd it go? And I was like, and I had to like back up because it was still shooting at me from off the screen. Okay, maybe, maybe it just, yeah, maybe I just didn't notice it right away. But that makes me feel a little better. Actually, it makes more sense, <laughs> especially because I put like, like I said, it, it, the, the, the second iteration did a different flight pattern. So like, you know, it didn't stay alive long to really who knows what it did would have done after that but <laughs> like uh it just it was in you know, it was weird to me that the first one didn't do that but the second one did if they are matching ones but i guess they could progressively get worse who the fuck knows who knows what dailies was thinking in general though the bosses in the first half of this game are fucking pretty soft i feel after these okay. messages We'll be right back. Introducing Burger Time, the home video game where you're a chef being chased by food that constantly disagrees with you, like hot dogs that have a taste for revenge, Burger Time. eggs that don't turn over easy, and pickles that are very, very sour. Burger Time. Now for Intellivision, coming this fall for Atari 2600. Burger Time. From Mattel Electronics, don't be surprised if you were on the menu. That is a 1983 commercial for Burger Time, Jay's favorite Data East game ever. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it's the that is the Intellivision port specifically they're referring to, though they do tease the 2600 release at the end. And I can't believe you don't like that game, Jay. That Jay's fuck that game. That, that Jay, that game. Did we forget how to podcast? I think we forgot how to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How does this work? Did we yeah, about? how the fuck does this, does, does this button fucking broke? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so we are at perimeter five, the reactor area in Heavy Barrel and NES. And this looks a lot like area two, just with a more extreme color palette, greens it's and purples. Purple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I guess those signify nuclear. <laughs> sure enough, it's funny, the, like the, the, you know what they made me think of? The I don't know if you were still into GI Joe's at the time, but when I like J Jab and I's GI Joe stint was kind of late, later than some kids of my age group, I guess were into it. So like, it was like ninety one ish was the line that that Jab and I were really into, and ninety one had a like an eco warrior eco something line that was like the the Cobra iteration of it was like they were like 
trying to, you know, they were fucking being not planetary conscious in their ways. Like they created toxic waste and shit, like all these things. And then the Joe side had, they were like very eco-friendly and had like weaponry and equipment to help clean up these messes that the Joe, the, the Cobra toxic mm. fuckers were making, you know? So like they were, they were all like purples and yellows and shit though. Like the, the same colors. And that's just, I, that's what I thought of when I, when I saw it, there was, I remember there was one like, you know, that when you, when you, when you just bought a, a Joe, you usually just got like one little rinky dinky, maybe spring loaded um, weapon that came with them. You know, these eco warriors all had water guns though. So, like, I remember there, there was one on the Joe side that came with a fucking tank that you would fill up with water, and it had, like, a, a plunger on the back of it that you push in to fire the water out of the tank, you know? It was just, like, they were very... Nice. Yeah, there was, there, there was an awesome place that I remember that for, I think it was, like, a Cobra thing. It was, like, a vat, a big vat of water that you would put the things in, and I think it came with some pills or something that, like, made it fizz up or some shit. Kind of like those, uh, reminded me a lot of that. Of a monster lab toy line. Do you remember that monster lab toy line? Did you have those? I in your do room? remember that. Oh, yeah, those were so fucking cool, that. dude. The fucking alien. Did you have the alien dissection one? No, I didn't. Oh have my it. god, it was like an, it was an alien, like a big ass alien action figure that had it, it's the, it's its torso was clear, and it had like this thing that was on tabs that was like a a suture all the way down the middle that you could pull off and put back on and and. Inside of it were all these plastic guts, and they had to go in in a certain way to to, to fit. And it had like a, the manual had like a you know an assembly instruction essentially, and it came with this mat that it went onto, and you know you had and all the different parts went on different parts of the map, and it was it was almost like a play school fucking thing that you put together. <laughs> you know? But it also came with like the goo that you would put like the, the alien goo, like it's fluid that you would put in there too. So when you dissect it and put it back together or cut it apart, it was, there was all this gross goo in there too, that you had to deal with, you know, so just super fucking cool. But the, the main, the, the base play set of that with the vat in the middle of the thing that you drop the skeletons into, you put the little green flesh on them and then you drop the skeletons in with the flesh on it into the vat. And it, the, the shit that you, put in the water would burn the flesh off the skeletons you know i remember that yeah it would float to the bottom of the vat those i had the board game of that there was a board game for that that was fucking awesome because it it also had the 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 jelly substance too that was kind of like a clear it was almost like the bounce it almost had like a bouncy ball you could make bouncy balls out of it actually you could you could ball oh, nice. and make bouncy balls so it had like this kind of gelatinous but hard rubber um, texture or whatever to it, consistency, and you could you made your sprites out of that with like these little molds that it came with, and then you would use those okay. to play, and then you could just put them back in the container afterwards, and you have to remake them again next time you played. Like just super fucking cool board game. Like that line of toys was awesome, absolutely nice. awesome. Monster Lab. I think I, I think early on, Jab and I used a commercial from that from one of our commercial breaks. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Why would you not? Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely awesome toy line. In any event, all those things are cooler than heavy barrel, probably. So, but but anyways, <laughs> you you are quickly on the same metal grate elevator heading downward that you saw in area two as well, and then you get a lot of the stairwells that are essentially green grunt conveyor belts, you know. And you gotta like you, you at least I did quickly learn the cheese tactic of like 
lining yourself up on the platform that's moving, which you're scrolling on a perfect vertical axis, right? So the, 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 uh, the stairs that the grunts come off of are at an angle. So the point in which on the point on the stairwell where it's pretty cool that it acknowledges this, this I guess there's a, the point in the stairwell that the grunts run off the stairwell and onto your elevator platform changes as it passes the stairwell, you know? So you got to keep moving your, if you want to shoot them on the stairwell, you have to keep moving constantly where you are yeah. to recalibrate where your bullets are going, the angle at which your bullets are going at a 45 degree angle, you know, off the platform. So like, it was like this, a remarkably satisfying little logic, real-time logic puzzle of like inching yourself over fire, fire, inch yourself over fire, 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 you know, to waste those things before they even got on the platform. That was one of the funner moments of playing this video game for me, probably. Yeah. It was like, let me stand here. All right, I've got him. Nope, I got to move over here. Yeah, I got to. <laughs> yep, yep. Shooting fish in a barrel, I believe the saying goes. Do you know the the origin of that adage, Jay? Shooting fish in a barrel? I feel like I did like way back in the day, but it's definitely been lost. Definitely. Uh, I actually googled pretty hard. The internet doesn't really know either. <laughs> yeah. like, there well, was specul- I didn't know what I thought I knew. I don't know. Yeah, there, there was speculation about fucking. I mean, it's so long ago. I did these notes. I remember there was like there was the like the the, the most reasonable one. Even was like like yeah, it kind of makes sense. But like even the internet was like, I don't think that's it either. <laughs> so. So, uh, somewhat unknown, but shooting fish in a barrel nonetheless. They introduce these little missile launching boxes on horizontal tracks as you pass by, and the sooner you waste them, the better, because those suck. And there is a short changeover platform that is pretty hairy uh, in, in this stage. Lots of those flying soldier fucks, and you have to cross that to get to a ele- second elevator that drops even further instead of going back up, at least. So, at least there's like... Uh, linear progress through this stage, or sensible, sensibly linear progress through this stage. And this one is just a few, uh, the second elevator, I mean, it's just a few of the big turrets, which you're best suited to just avoid and slow, uh, avoid the slow fire of entirely, in my opinion, rather than even trying to engage them. I would just, because they only, they shoot in three directions and it's super easy to put yourself in a place where you're not going to get hit and just let them roll by. And the latter portion of this level is like an epileptic seizure. And I can't imagine how frustrating it would be for a player not save scumming as liberally as I did. <laughs> yeah, the end of this with all those different like platform fucking offshoots and stuff that you can kind of get stuck on. And like, yeah, it was just I it was very frustrating this part of, of the video game for me. <laughs> I I actually had the spread pellet weapon during this part which was super helpful and at this point i was like i'm dropping bombs i'm spreading like i'm spraying everything and driving bombs like in all directions (laughs) it's chaos like i said epileptic seizure that's a perfect description uh, or or a more descriptive version rather for sure Is, is there any point in this game that you would say there was not a reason to just kill everything indiscriminately like if you see it kill it immediately like there was no reason to like think and like maybe I shouldn't do that. Like nope. there's no there's no people we're saving off to the side. Yep. Like it's just kill everything immediately and without thought. And that is, you know, I didn't I haven't mentioned it yet, and it's a big part of, of my fucking blessing fucking diatribe. It, that jackal is so much better for that reason. Just like it's 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 a small thing. Finding those things and Jackal, it, it, very cool that Jackal took it further. That you have to drop them off somewhere too. That was fucking awesome. But even if even if it was even if you didn't have that aspect, of it, it was just picking things up, something to avoid. Like you know, uh, 
uh, yeah, you gotta have, there's got to be a secondary purpose in a game like this for it to be fucking interesting or fun, man. Like just killing everything, everything without even having to think about it. Like anything that moves, kill it. Like it's just not, not fun, not fun, not fun, not fun. And that's not to say I didn't have any fun playing this, but not even close. It's not even fucking close to Jackal. I, 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 I might be the missing thing because there's definitely times like when we get done later and I play some Outriders, I'm definitely going to be looking to like kill all the things. I want to murder all the things. And there's a time when I'm in the mood for that. But I felt like, like, yeah, that's all this was. And so I... Is there, yeah, is, I, there is there no ulterior... Because that's one of my problems with Outriders is that I don't want to just kill shit. And... Is, are, are there no ulterior? Isn't there like ulterior objectives in that? You gotta like still get I mean, things. There's, and... Yeah, there's definitely still stuff that you have to do for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I'm I'm saying like if I like this game, if I want to farm, or something, I can jump. Yeah, <laughs> nothing else, like nothing. Ah. So yeah, if you survive that little fucking epileptic seizure area, you are it's boss battle time, and this one is a large tank. With forward firing missile with a with a forward firing missile launcher and a turret up top that can fire in multiple directions, and I found I could line myself up just to the right or left of the forward firing projectile trajectory and just cheese this thing. It doesn't move laterally at all, uh, or at least it didn't get a chance to against me. <laughs> and when it explodes, the area instantaneously turns from the concrete industrial thing to a desert, which is super weird. <laughs> like I don't know, was that? Like, you know, I want to I want to dive into that and ask, like, was the battle arena a hologram or like what? You know, that's that's how that's the vibe I got. Like, it made me it makes me think of the. What do they call that in X-Men? The the that room, the what's the room danger called? room, the danger room. Exactly. Where they can simulate a battle environment. And then when when the thing dies, it just flex flashes back to what's the actual yep. reality. You know, whatever the case, another wall to blow up. Tunnel to somersault into and out of, and that's it. That's all the lights beyond. That brings us to perimeter six, the abyss. And there is something that is so 80s about the name of the abyss, and it's not just the James Cameron underwater thriller horror flick. That is a great movie, though, Jay, and probably highly inspiring of uh, one subnautica, I would say. Mm. Quay that movie up if you haven't seen it for sure. Uh, so in line with the movie there is a deep blue color palette here buffalo bills blue if you will other than that though it is just the same shit different perimeter (laughs) there's an elevator etc 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 the bottom of the elevator shaft has a mini boss battle and it's another one of those arm extension machines i said you're gonna see a lot of in this game you avoid the arms once and you can waste it with a flamethrower so not terribly difficult and the elevator continues after before settling just above a subterranean body of water, which is kind of, it is kind of like this visually looks kind of cool. Yeah. And a short run through a grunt gauntlet precedes the actual boss battle down here. And the boss is a, it's twin armored soldiers with, they have some guns, they bop around, you shoot them, they die. I wouldn't say there's anything too notable about their like movement patterns or difficulty or weaponry or anything. Uh, cool I did sprites to break it up though. You know, yeah, like, I was like, oh, different, different than a machine with arms for sure. I, 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 I agree. Uh, I did die a few times just because it was like I was being a little too, com- yeah, probably being a little too kamikaze, I think maybe in my approach to them. But if you keep your distance, they're nothing special, I would say. So after that is the Launch Authority Security Area. Launch, it's, 
Launch authority security. Launch sec, launch security authority area seems like the proper syntax for that phrase. But <laughs> <laughs> called the launch authority security area. It's just like an assembly. It's just like a, a they just like picked three words, four words rather that are like kind of military eighties <laughs> military them together. Yeah, yeah it's like it could have been security. Yeah, it's yeah. You can put it literally anywhere, and it means the same thing. Security authority launch area. Area security launch authority. You can literally put these in any order, and it's the same fucking. That's amazing, actually. <laughs> authority security launch area. You can literally put those words in any fucking order. That's so good. Holy shit, that's incredible. Uh, <laughs> security launch area authority. Like it could be fucking. You can do any order you want. And like, what's the? Is it four times four? Are there sixteen different? Is that the right math for that? <laughs> You can do any one of the 16 different possibilities and it's fucking, it means the same thing. That's fucking great, dude. Oh my God. That's the funnest thing about this whole fucking experience. Holy shit. <laughs> that's fucking great. Ooh, heavy barrel for the win. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking fun. I might give it, I might give it King Lorgas blessing just for that. So this is a, just a straightforward grunt gauntlet to the final boss. There's lots of red and green soldiers. There are runners, tripod gunners, grenaders. There's also a tank in here. Uh, you see what I'm guessing. I think that is the boss dude that you see on that little pedestal towards the end, like maybe the two thirds into it. There's the dude. Yeah. The pedestal, the dude. You're like what? Yeah. And I don't think I wasted him. I think he just disappears when you get to a like a certain proximity to it. So I don't know. I guess maybe he just runs away and preps his death machine. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. But <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Yeah, was I definitely little... shot at him, but he definitely like ran off. Like, yeah, I, I think I killed him, unless he dies in the same way that those jetpackers do and just disappears, which is possible too. Who knows? But you get past that area, you walk out onto another steel grade platform. Although this one is slightly different looking, and there's a bunch of black space out in front of what appears to be a little railing they kindly installed for safety. <laughs> <laughs> And said death machine flies up from above. So they have, yeah, I just thought it was funny that they put in this little safety precaution there for this final, right. final boss. Maybe the workers put that there when they're building it. Like, we, we got to like make sure we don't die for this boss. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's like uh, anytime I think about that, like an evil, evil empire or evil outfit thing. And I always think about it. It's one of my favorite things from any movie ever, maybe. It's from Clerks. You've seen Clerks, I presume. Yes. The, the, the whole monologue about Death Star labor stuff at the end that that yeah the whole thing about just like you know whether or not they whether or not they knew what they were getting into when they took contract work and like it's just such a smart <laughs> it's such a smart nerd monologue it's so good it's so fucking good and I don't even like Star Wars and I still find it hysterical <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, is there a moral quandary with taking contract work for an evil empire? Uh, yeah, this is fucking great. <laughs> Anyhow, so it, it, this thing comes up, and it has a couple of retractable arms going on with it, of course, and it rains these two missiles down at a time on you at a pretty nice constant rate that peppers you with. And Dude, you... this is the ultimate, the ultimate extending arms machine. Like, you chased all the others. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, way harder extending arms machine <laughs> and you so you can which is different than the other ones if partly you know it's, it's almost just like it's almost just a function of it being a final boss less so than a creative choice i think probably but you can kill the arms individually one at a time in fact you probably have to i assume to get to the place where you can kill the thing so 
that adds a whole new objective and goal and is much more difficult. You have to kill, you have to shoot this thing. Like, I don't know. If you, if you added up every shot or unit of damage, however you want to, whatever metric you want to use for it, if you added that up for every, you, I would even say final boss and mini boss is in this game and all the stages leading up to this, I would say they don't add up to the amount of damage or shots or whatever you have to dump on this thing to kill it, which is how it's, it's the final boss. It should be. I'm not saying that's not right. I'm just saying like, it's so it's um, astoundingly disproportionate. Uh, and that, and that's more of a critique of the prior bosses than it is of this one. You know what I mean? So yes, yeah, so you can destroy the one bo- one arm at a time. And when you blow up an arm, it eliminates the missile launcher that was associated with it. So when you blow up the first arm, it cuts down to just one missile flying at you, which is nicer and easier, of course. And then when you blow the second arm up, it now has no offense and it just sits there kind of helplessly, which is kind of, I, I think that's kind of cool. You know, it's like, it's like, like, you know, you have, it's like the moment in Mega Man 2 where you have Dr. Wily just groveling there like that. Oh uh, yeah. That, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now what? Yeah. That, that, uh, that Batman moment of like, are you going to exhibit uh, what's the word? I'm I'm spaced on the word. Not not piety, mercy. but mercy. Yes. Are you going? Are you going? To, are you going to grant this thing mercy, or are you going to fucking waste it? You know, and it's a shooter, so you waste it. But <laughs> naturally. So so yeah, this thing to me. I mean, it was you know, it was. It's probably the best part of this game in that it you know it was difficult. But in a difficulty that could you could learn, and I did develop a cheese tactic that where like I could like I learned to if you get in the corners, you can get at an angle. You 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 can ca- you can catch a spot on like the bottom side of either corner where when the arms come out, they're they're on either side of you. And like the hard like I, when I first learned this, the hard part of it was like just teaching your teaching myself to stop moving because I would like I had I had this figured out, but just like the franticness of being in a boss battle, I would move once they extended out and basically just kill myself by walking into the claws, even though I had achieved being between them. You know, if I had just stayed still, I'd have lived. So it took some serious self-discipline to fucking, to, to learn to truly exploit this. But once I did, it was pretty cake. You can just stand there and fire from there and you're hitting the arms as it comes out to you. And then as they go back and even when they're, when they're, when they're back, when it's not attacking with those arms, you are basically just dumping on it from that corner from a safe distance. And I was actually, I was playing the stream too on this and I can't remember who it was, but someone I was having trouble with this, and someone mentioned another tactic that you can get up. If you like to mention to, to go up to the edge of the the grate, and you know, there's also, I guess, a cheese tactic there. And I was like, <laughs> like he he told me this as I had was learning the part that I had learned. So I was like, I don't know, I'm not changing my style up here. I think this is going to work, you know. But right. there, there there was another cheese area too. I think based on based on his um, assuredness when he pointed that out. There always is with these games. It's an angle game, you know, like. What's the angle that you're going to find where you can like lob as much as you can can on this without getting hit or hit minimally? Like you find that spot based on the enemy's patterns and you're going there. Yep. Yeah. And that's why this one wasn't even, I didn't even find much challenge with this one. I was like, because I found it pretty quickly. I was like, okay, if I just stand down here, I'm good. Like to keep coming. Use the same spot. Yeah. I was like, I can just stand off to the side, like at this angle. It's never going to get me, you know, if I'm back far enough and just like dropping it. Game yep. time. 
Yep. Yeah. So once the arms load up, the alien looking dude, he's just in the. Uh, that's the thing, too. Like, it looks like an alien in there. It doesn't yeah. look like that dude that was on the pedestal earlier. So I don't know what to think of that. Has it mentioned aliens at any point? No, they're just terrorists, right? Yeah. It's, it's weird to me. Like, I was sitting there <laughs> in my notes, I wrote, like, when the guy was on the throne, I was like, whoa, was that a boss? Like, what happened? Like, like <laughs> I had the first, I was like, it, it ran away, but okay. Then when this one came down, I was like, okay, I. I guess that was the end boss then. I didn't know if that was him. Like, he was clearly in the robot suit. Right, right. That's my guess. His true self is revealed. Who the hell knows? And I guess we shouldn't even assume he. It could have been a she. (laughs) Although, most, most, you have to be, you have to have a a disproportionate amount of testosterone in order to, 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 I think, try to take over the world this is probably not not that it's not it's not it's not a thing chicks are into i don't think <laughs> yeah which is fine you know i don't think it's i don't think it discredits them in any way to say that the uh so yeah so it just sits there defenseless and you can just fucking dump on his ass and like i didn't even like that was an example like you could see i think i said it in the stream you get I'm, I'm doing i'm just dumping on it and i'm like am i doing damage like i'm like there's no because again there's no feedback once you get to that stage of it and it's just like am i doing damage is it gonna die what's gonna happen and then even when it it when it blows up, it does that thing that a lot of uh, the things in the game do when they blow up. The grenades and stuff have that little um, the the shrapnel trap yeah. burst, and like you see, it, like it, I was standing directly in front of it when it did that. It like came down at me, and like you could see in the the stream, I'm like, <gasps> like I thought I, I thought I was gonna fucking die when that happened when it when it died. I'm like, oh, that would have been such that would have been just unbelievable bullshit to die on the thing. The projection, the, the, the final boss shrapnel. That's just that would be such an NES fuck. It's like it's like Bruce Willis walking away from the explosion and then like <laughs> they just the like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, like he does not get to walk away from this one. Like what yeah. the fuck? That's not how this works. No, yeah, no slow mo walk away explosion in the background shot for you, Bruce. Yeah. So it blows up and then it cuts to black. Green scrolling text rolls up and it says, "Congratulations, you have accomplished your mission." Dismantle your secret weapon. You saved the land from disaster. Thanks for playing Data East USA Inc. And I think there's supposed to be some punctuation between thanks for playing right? and Data <laughs> East, but and that they're not thanking you for playing their company, but uh, they didn't they didn't think to put that there. Uh, otherwise, in that though, syntax is pretty good. The then after that, the credits with real names roll. No crazy pseudonyms, uh, but there's no pretty cinematics of any kind. The fucking pricks and that. Is lame, especially for a game like this. And that was like, I think it was Jackal, right? That had that beautiful, beautiful shot of the helicopter come. That was Jackal, right? That's it's what I'm uh, thinking yeah. of. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's another example of Jackal. So much better. Uh, foreshadowing. Oh, King Lorik's Blessing. King? Forgot out of podcast. King Lorik's Blessing <laughs> come, comes next. heavy barrel ending theme appropriate to bring us into this blessing situation if we should even call it that (laughs) (laughs) yeah man it's a little too monotonous and repetitive for how long it is which i know is a bitch gripe like you know customarily 
the more the merrier on gameplay for your parents' buck, you know, theoretically. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. I got to get back to Ultima. I've built my plate. And I should have been done with a game like this in 30 minutes. Simple as that, you know. It, it took me way more time than that. And I, I didn't like that. And, and yeah, I mean, I it, it didn't occur to me until I was really late in the game. Like, it wasn't like I started the game immediately and had that thing of, like, oh, we need fucking prisoners or something to rescue here. But, like... As I was getting into it, and as I was wishing it was shorter, I was like, man, it's just not, give me something, like, I need something else going on here to fucking have fucking fun, you know, like, I don't know, it's just not, uh. yeah, yep. that would have gone, uh, like I said, even without the drop-off aspect, it would have just gone so far to, to, to give this game more to pay attention to, like, that's not even a thing, it's not even a matter of, yes. like, it, it, it go as far as, like, talking about fun, like, that's, an unquantifiable thing. It's just literally not anything to pay attention to. <laughs> you know? And if you I'm can't tell deep... between the keys, you can't yeah. tell what you're picking up. Right. You can't tell what you're getting. It's yeah. just like I'm, I'm gonna just get all the stuff and shoot all the things all yep. the, at all times. Just that's that's funny. Over. I didn't even think of that too. Yeah, how I mean we talked about it earlier, but I didn't think of that in this uh, as it relates to this specific topic. Like even that is so undifferentiated. Like you know, if, if 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 I had to, if I could, not even if I had to, if I could think about making choices, because that's the thing, like when you are picking up a prisoner, you're making a conscious choice to put yourself in harm's way, stop being offensive for a second, and deal with this other objective, and then you go back to your primary thing, and like, even that would have done wonders, probably, if I like had to look at the thing and go, no, I don't want that now. <laughs> I'm going to avoid that and go do go back to the killing things. Like no, like I my my track never got off of shoot 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 <laughs> and like yeah I mean, yeah you get the key and you think for a second like I got to walk over top of a box. I guess that's a slightly different thought, <laughs> but it's not enough because I'm still shooting the whole time. Like I'm not even you know yeah it's just that that that's a that's a really good thing to point out too that it didn't it didn't even let you didn't even engage you cerebrally in that way. And that sucks. Yeah. You know that absolutely sucks. Very unfortunate. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I don't think I would give it. I assume you not either, right? Yeah. I I wanted to like it, like I you know I like the weapon upgrade ability, like it gave me clearly contra vibes, and I love a, a top down overhead kind of shooter type, but it just didn't come into it didn't bring it together. There wasn't any different differentiation, any reason to think. Like if, if there was rapid fire available, I'm rapid firing. Like there's no reason to take my finger off the A button, <laughs> kill all this stuff and avoid. Which, in a way, made me think of Dino Riki, which I know you hated. I loved it like as a kid, and there's it's just inferior in every way than that. So like I I wanted to like it, it just didn't work. Woo! It's fucking a lot to say this is inferior to Dino Riki. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was yeah. That nearly as frustrating as Dino Ricky. <laughs> that had more, much more stuff to pay attention to. I, I would, I would, I would, I guess I would agree with that. It did have more going on. You did make conscious choices about fucking pickups and yeah. I mean, you're you're not saving anything, but you it it, it did like the the movie. So that's the thing. Like even I guess even that that's a good that's a good comparison to bring up too. Because in Dino Ricky, as awful as that game was. There's you're, you're 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 you are playing more defense. You are moving around. I mean, you're trying to avoid shit in this, but it's 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 a it's a last resort. Yeah. 
to move kill away first. Yeah, yeah, kill first, try to kill. Like you said, you didn't even know those fucking the red spikes, <laughs> which are half of the things in the game. You didn't even know those had offense because you all you thought about was killing them the second you saw them, you know. Like, yeah, there and Dino Ricky was a constant decision between like you didn't have enough firepower mm-hmm. to kill everything. And your movement pattern is so restricted because you couldn't turn in any other direction, essentially, at least fire in any other direction. Could you? No, yeah, you couldn't fire. You had to fire forward. Right, yeah, so you you didn't even have that option available to you. So, yeah, you were making conscious choices of, like, okay, that's a thing I'm just going to avoid. That's a thing I'm going to kill. And you didn't have enough firepower to kill everything, even if you could have. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, uh, uh, that's another thing. I guess a a shooter, the the shooter component of this lacks that variance, too, you know? So, yeah, again, just further buries it, you know? I could see it as an arcade game. Drop in a couple quarters with your buddy for, like, the next five minutes like yeah it'd probably be great for that but beyond that yeah agreed so double no on king lark's blessing okay heavy barrel uh sad yeah <laughs> bummer as i remember that's the thing too because like, i remember to finally like i said jeb had this and like it was i was walking into this with positivity so it's all the more of a letdown you know Whatever. Well, next up, we will have Game Pro 8 in our timeline, but we have decided here to do a little bit of a uh, lock ourselves in a closet for a week and and look at the first issue of Atari and Magazine, which has, you know, we're not doing Atari here. It's not like we're doing Atari going forward, but just for funsies, we're going to do a, <laughs> a magazine episode on Atari and uh, issue one. And we'll do that next. And it's pretty short. It's like 30 pages. So hopefully we can just bang that out, knock that out next weekend. And we also still have, it's definitely not going to happen before then for sure. It might happen before we get to game pro eight that, uh, unless you come, unless you resurface out of MIA status on Ultima, you won't be part of it. But jab and I, I think should be able to get to the next Ultima. I'm pretty sure I'm at the end of the game right now. That doesn't mean jab is, but I'm pretty sure I'm at the very end right now which kind of blows my mind that i didn't think i'd ever i didn't think wow. i'd ever get there i'll mention it but since you won't be wow. on I'll, I'll say this to you and jab's not here because it'll still be funny and fresh to him but i was talking talking to fuck amy and i were we're, were playing this fucking game i was playing this game with amy doing shit right nearby the other day. i sent you guys a screenshot I, I wrote that scene so i guess it won't be new for jab either but yeah i, I literally wrote it as in screenplay format because it was so funny to me it was the only way to convey it in the same tone but like we're fucking sitting there playing or i'm sitting there playing and we I sat down to have dinner and she's like are you almost done with that game or like what's going on with that game and i and i, and I was like uh i was like i don't know like, i'm not sure like you know who knows like maybe i might be getting there like why'd you say it like that like like how much do you like you know, like, why'd you why'd you say it like that? She's like something something akin to like, I don't I feel I, like I I feel like you've never not been playing that game. Like, how, yeah, no, I asked her I was like, how long do you think I've been playing it? You know, uh, and she's like, I don't know. It seems like it's kind of just always been going on. <laughs> so, uh, oh, note, I'm surprised that I'm at the end of it, but I think I am. In any event, even though we've forgotten how to podcast, uh, I'm sure we'll do better next time. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that podcast platform of choice or any other for that matter. The website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash ISOH pod. You can email us directly at ISOH podcast at gmail.com. You can follow the pod on Facebook. You can link to the YouTube gameplay videos playlist. 
There's also the ISOH subreddit if you want to get down with us on Reddit and you hate Mark Zuckerberg. The links to all those things are in our show notes. And we do not do not have a Patreon, but if you like giving money to things podcasters tell you to and would like to do so at our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities, and that is cool as fuck. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. And Jay, what are your socials? Uh, Gentleman JB is where you can find me. Gamertag also. And my Instagram is at my shift key is broke. My Twitter is at Josh Fallen. My gamer tag is two minute Todd. On to Subnautica. Okay, bye. Bye. Anyways, okay, I'm ready. You re- we recording? Are we fucking recording? Can we record a podcast? Now? <laughs> <laughs> We've okay. been recording for the last fifty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. All right. Great. Great.